Hey there guys, this is Dave from DC On Screen. I just wanted to let you know that DC On Screen is now officially a part of the 11th Annual People's Podcast Awards. If you would like to vote for DC On Screen, go to podcastawards.com, scroll to the bottom, and write us in on the TV and film ballot on the right-hand side. Then, on the left-hand side, put your name, your email address, then submit. Importantly, you can nominate up to 20 shows for different categories, but you could submit the nomination form only one time. Make sure you nominate all your favorite shows in their respective category. Once you hit submit, that's it. You're done for 2016. Can't go back. Can't do it again. Settle in now for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, episode 160. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Yep. And today we are going to get all up in spoilery on Lucifer 112, hashtag Team Lucifer, to recap a ritualistic satanic sacrifice as Lucifer up in arms while he attempts to remain at arm's length from Detective Decker since he's realized that she makes him mortal. The suspect in the murder then turns up sacrifice as well, and some clues point to Lucifer while other points to while another points to a disturbed street preacher who accosts Lucifer in public. Of course, uh, Malcolm, formerly of Hell, rescues Lucifer from harming the preacher publicly, and of course it is Malcolm who is called quite literally red-handed. Lucifer is livid that Malcolm would do such things in his honor, but Amina Deal shows up to confront Lucifer about Maze, who he's been having sex with. And uh, since uh, Maze almost killed Amina Deal, or he thinks she did, with a demon blade, but he didn't see that she was hesitating because of her feelings. I don't know, whatever. So a big fight between <laughs> Lucifer and Amina Deal. Maze brings them the daggers and tells them to kill each other because she's done being their pawns. Amina Deal leaves, Lucifer begins to drink and nurses wounds, and Chloe comes by but puts Lucifer under arrest when she finds the street preacher murdered beside the bar. How was it you put it? This episode came dangerously close to being a show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked this episode. I did. I, I even the the opening scene was so much fun too. She's just tossing knives like different kinds of knives at him. Mm-hmm. Just nope, nope, nope. And I, I love I love it when Lucifer actually stops to get physical for a second. And this was a wonderful little episode about it. Like um, there was a lot of it in there actually because. We're talking about a demon here. I feel like he should be able to fight. So sure enough, when he mm-hmm. catches the the blade, you know, the the one that actually would prick him. Now we're yeah. talking. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the that's the gun. That's the Chekhov's gun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I like when he told Malcolm. Uh, when Malcolm winked at him. He says, "Yeah, the wink with the porn mustache, sending the wrong <laughs> message." <laughs> <laughs> But I love so much about this episode. I love when they went to the satanic church and Lucifer says, uh, or the guy tells them, you're supposed to be blonde. And he goes, yes, I get that a lot. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the character in the comic book, the Lucifer comic book that this is based on, is blonde. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but the, the guy that they thought killed the woman, Corazon, mm-hmm. his name was Mike Carey, who was the writer for the Lucifer comic. No, I didn't. Didn't catch that at all. Yeah. I don't catch a lot of writers, especially. And they even got like a whole bit where they, they're like comparing the dossier and the picture from the from the murder and like, yeah, this is definitely a Mike Carey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was all kind of fun. I liked it. I liked it. Um, it, it. The show's still got one major problem 
that they they refuse to do anything about. Like he's mm-hmm. Lucifer's learning from previous episodes. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. figured out that he's vulnerable. He's investigated why he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, best line in it for me, I think this week probably was um, she's, he's talking to the therapist and she's misinterpreting what he means by vulnerable, and he says, "No, she literally makes me exsanguinate." Um, yep, love that. But I did. I love that. Yeah. Like Chloe, though, a she still hasn't figured out anything about Lucifer, and I'll give her a little bit of a head. Uh, I'll give her a little bit of a head start for for not willing to believe something supernatural is happening because you know it'd be the first time in your life you were ever okay. All right. If even if I can argue that, still Dan shows up after like three weeks with obvious signs of kidnapping, and like no one cares. <laughs> I, it, I, it's, it's, I, I I I would. I would have bigger problems with that, except that that's exactly how I feel about Dan. So I'm like, I can't imagine, you know, people who actually have to deal with him on a daily basis. They're just like, oh, you're back? Okay. But you don't care why I have bruises and look like I've been kidnapped? Mm, no, not really, Dan. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was mm, too much, man. Too much. Crazy night. Crazy couple of weeks in Vegas, huh? You know? One of those situations, maybe. Um, <clears throat> I no, like wait, that actually, one angel can hurt another. Yes. Yeah. Um... And, and and him proceeding to like investigate her back. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. Um, well, I mean, look, clearly her mother isn't an angel, so maybe her daddy's an angel. I, I, maybe she's like half angel. I don't know. Maybe that's why they introduced her mom. Maybe her mom is the angel. We didn't exactly get a, a nah, shot of her back. Her mom's not the angel. Her mom's not the angel. I wouldn't suspect it either, but I, I guess we can't technically look, rule it out. I seriously doubt that Rebecca De Mornay is going to like show her back or at yeah. any point take off her shirt on the show. Yeah, it's unlikely. But uh, you know, I wrote down here, "Damn, Maze be craving the touch of the divine, yo." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she does. She tries to stay loyal to him, but yeah, but um, she really doesn't want to. Kill Aminadel. And again, I, I I like it when these supernatural creatures are, are supernaturally, like, physical. So he just wakes mm-hmm. up in time to grab her hand. You know, that's... Yeah. Cool. Keep that kind of stuff yeah. coming. Or for God's sake, their fight scene. That was just a slugfest. I mean... It was. I and I had wrote, a wonderful time with dude, it. Look, I think it was better choreography than it was on Arrow. Like, those punches meant something. They hurt. Yeah. They they felt like they, yeah. they had weight to them. You could see, yeah, you could see them rocking each other. It just, it, ah. Oh, so much mm-hmm. fun. So good. And a part of the reason yeah. that was rewarding is, like I said, I've been waiting this whole season to really see him, like, let loose and start punching some people. Mm-hmm. But, and, uh, well, as you said with Arrow, which we've managed to talk about, like, three times this week, even though they didn't air. Um, I know. That's a testament to how much we like this show. Right? <laughs> but, um... Even if it was all in negative ways, I don't even remember. No, I think there was some. I don't remember. But they, the way they're fighting here is a, it's a completely different style. Like, Arrow's got this flashy, you know, uh, very martial arts-based kind of style. It's supposed to be quick and mm-hmm. uh, it's almost acrobatic in certain ways. No, these two, this is a drunken bar fight. These it are was, these, yeah, these are pretty amazing. Yeah. It actually reminded me a lot of the, uh, the Mick and uh, Snart fight a few episodes ago. Because mm-hmm. when we came into that, it just looked like they had, like, walked into the room one punched the other, the other came back, and they just sat there and punched each other until someone didn't didn't get up anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, and his little line, like, he uh, he throws him into the bar, right? And then after he leaves, he just looks at the bar like, well, now where am I going to get a drink? Yeah. I like that line. I wrote that line down. Yeah. Um, hmm. And before that, too, um, there's a line he, when him and the, uh, uh, what do you call him? Um, Detective Stash? 
Mm-hmm. When him and Pornstash are hanging out, which, by the way, I still love his performance. This guy's just having so much fun with his role that I'm actually enjoying him do his role. He was phenomenal this episode. Like, just everything he was saying to Lucifer, Lucifer was like, you are insane. Right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm really I've I've oh, dug yeah. his performance on the show pretty much outright. Um, but yeah, like and those two hanging out, great scene, just wonderful scene. Mm-hmm. But the the best line in it for me was just is how angry Tom Ellis is when he just says, "Stop blaming me!" Like he's so pissed off about the fact that humans make. I, I love this aspect of it. it. Humans make bad decisions because they're they're decisions, and somehow he's the guy that gets the the rap for it. Like he fucking forced him to. Mm-hmm. That's just one of my favorite things they're doing with it. If, if they stuck to that kind of thing more often, and as I've said, Tom Ellis can do angry. He can do it really well. Let him let him do it. Yeah. The longer they're sticking to that kind of stuff, man, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I might as well be because they're renewed. Right. <clears throat> so uh, I'm interested. I like the all the Maze Amina Dale stuff. Um, I mean a deal. Yeah. But I have to wonder. Like I'm like that, that's clearly Amina Dale's place. Did did he come to Earth and get a job so that he could afford a sex den? <laughs> That's one of the strangest rooms I've ever seen, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the bed is in the middle of the floor. No, here's what happened. Uh, you you know that angels and demons in this show don't have like realistic concepts of, of human environs, right? Like we've we've proven that, right? <laughs> he came down here and sure. he was like he looked at, at, at the list of things people have and it said bedroom, so he went, Cool, bedroom, check. And he put a bed in the middle of a room and, and thought he was done. He <laughs> yeah, walked away and went, I have achieved white. my purpose. It's draped in all these white linens and white curtains. Look like a comfy bed. There's a fireplace. Just I like, like a, room a bed that... against the wall. I like to be against the wall. I've never, I've never tried any other alternative. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know you could just put one in the middle of the room. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've thrown one. In, I've thrown a bed in the middle of the room before. Um, I didn't care for it. One, I wanted more space because I right. never had too huge of a space. Two, um, not a problem in this yeah. room. He's talking about. And look, you know, as as a guy living by himself, you know, sure, I could throw a bed in the middle of a living room. It'd be fine. But you know, don't really care for it. One, uh, you know. I don't want to feel like I'm about to fall off the bed at any given point. <laughs> Two, I kind of like the option to like lean up against the wall because sometimes the wall gets cold. Right. And right. it's a nice little like chill that yeah. you can be like, oh, I'm kind of hot and sweaty. Or I've been sleeping too hard and too wrapped up in my covers. Let me just throw my back. Oh, there it is. It's the uh, the uh it's that old phrase, the cold side of the pillow effect. Yeah. Right, right. But at some point, both sides of the pillow are warm. Eventually. And that's when it's just time to go ahead and wake up. And you need a wall. Go ahead and admit that the, the day has started. The day has not started when the, both sides of the pillow are warm. That's like an hour after I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you just need air conditioning. I don't know. Oh, I got air conditioning, buddy. That is so true. Like you keep it like, Yeah, you keep it in like the 50s. Not the 50s, 65. Nice, man. I've put on jackets in the middle of the summer to come over to your house. It's 65, man. 65. To me, that might as well be 30. I would I'm not sorry. make a good I'm, Canadian. I'm sorry you're old and brittle. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is that you are that makes you so cold. We'll take old and brittle. <laughs> Menopausal? I don't know. Postmenopausal? I don't I think that's probably closer to the truth. Yeah. You have these old ladies who are like they've already gone through the their the life change. 
you seriously, you go over to an old lady's house, man. Like the older these ladies get, they're, they're like in a sweater. They're wrapped up in a blanket. They're like shaking. They're so cold. And it's like 85 degrees in the house. I have lots of family members. I've been watching this go down for years. I actually haven't paid yeah. much attention. I, uh... Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend's mom, she keeps it like 80, 85 degrees in that's the house. That's probably just why I've never noticed though. Sweaters is, and blankets. It's crazy. Yeah. It's that's weird. probably why I've never noticed is like, I'm fine at 80, 85 degrees. So it just never occurred to me. Yeah. I've walked in and gone, oh, it's comfortable in here. Thank you. <laughs> I did uh, Something I enjoyed out of this episode. That's why old people moved to Florida. <laughs> Getting back to the actual show. Um, they had a whole, the, the whole bit with the Satanist, uh, with the, the Satanic preacher, I I enjoyed. Really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first of all, I liked that he's just trapped in this shit job now and he wishes he could get out. Because mm-hmm. I've never thought of Satanic Preacher as a, a career choice, but it sounded hilarious when he described it. All right. And it, it, doesn't, doesn't Lucifer have some line in there about, like, what is this, like an alien, a fetus, a pickled demon? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, pickled demon. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I liked uh I liked him looking at the uh the horned goaded version of himself and going, eh, no, that's not me. I manscape. Right. <laughs> that was fun. Uh he did have a good a lot of good lines about I don't know, about who he is and the the overall scheme of things. Like when uh, when he's he's talking to uh, uh again that conversation we keep going back to is uh he says like they were innocent, I would never hurt them. I'm not a monster. Mm-hmm. And then later comes back to like I'm not evil. I punish evil, a torturer, an inflictor of just desert, sure. And then kind of goes on to continue his uh, his rant. Mm-hmm. But, oh, oh man, one of the best retorts I had. Because there's a whole thing going on with uh, Aminadel, too, where he, he kind of says, um, you know, so, uh, who is it that tells him if you're not happy here, go home? Isn't it Maze that tells him that? If you're not what? If you're not happy here, go home. Um I think it was Maze. I don't Ma- actually remember. I think it was Maze. I think it was Chloe. Maybe somebody tells Aminadel though, if you're if you're not happy, just go home. And he uh, he actually says like, oh, I can't. Aminadel. I I can't I can't face my father as a failure. And uh, yeah. you kind of feel for him at the moment, but then they come back to it a little bit later, where during the fight, um, Lucifer asks him like question marks here, like Heaven, are you sure that's still home? Because mm-hmm. yeah, they've actually made a point to um, they they've they've pointed out that. The stuff that Aminadel's done at this point is not very angelic, and uh, Lucifer's acting more like, uh, you know, less like a devil and more like someone interested in justice. Um, Mm -hmm. So they've made it a point that there's a little bit of role reversal going on between those two, and they've also kind of harped on the the fact that, well, how do you know you know, how do you know that you know your your father's plan kind of thing? And I've been saying all along, I'd kind of like, end of the season, I'd almost like it if they switched roles for a second. If that was part of what they were building up to. But the fact that I can even say that they've all been pointing to something and it had the good dialogue. Like I said, dangerously close to being a good show this week. If this had been like episode four, I would love this show. Yep. I mean, you know, it's not going to be too little too late for us because we, you know, have commitments and we'll watch the next season. Yeah. Probably yeah. not too little too late for anybody else either, or a lot of people anyway. We've actually gotten a lot of people who have like commented and said they're out, they're not going to watch anymore. <laughs> Every so, now and then we'll just get a tweet or a message that's like, all right, guys, this show's garbage. Sorry, I'm, I'm done. Not not our show, Lucifer. Um, I assumed they meant Lucifer, Ed. <laughs> yeah, they said, they said Lucifer. They're Thank like, God. enjoy your reviews, probably still keep listening to the reviews, but uh, the show's absolute shit. Yeah. So, you know... 
it's not just us, but yeah, this episode was good. If every episode was like this, I mean, what are they on episode yay. twelve now? Um, if you in the last couple episodes have shown a lot more promise than previous, um, so let's say you take the last three episodes, like mm-hmm. ten, eleven, and twelve. We'll keep them, and then if you just let me cut episodes one through nine, actually, no, mm-hmm. I liked the pilot. I like the pilot just fine. Let me let me cut episodes two through nine down to about one episode. <laughs> We'd be on episode five of a good show. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, like unbeknownst to me, uh, Matt decided to <clears throat> Matt and Jeff decided to start doing uh, episode synopsises like the week we started doing them. Nice. No, and, that uh, was a team decision because we're organized and stuff. <laughs> Go network. I like to think of it as great minds think alike. Right. But uh, like last week we did this for the first time. We did the synopsis. And uh, that day, because like, I haven't caught up on Marvel stuff, so I haven't been able to really, because they get into spoilers on the MCU cast. Yeah. I haven't been able to keep up with that. And uh, Bethany texted me. was like, hey, so the MCU cast is doing the synopsis too. I, I just heard their new episode. And I called Matt and he was like, hey, man. And I went, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what, did you hear that I liked, actually watched and liked Lucifer? <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I have a real reason to hate you. I was like, no, we, how much did you watch? Just the pilot. Oh, you're good. You're fine. Yeah. No. No. There's still hope for you. <laughs> no, here's the thing. You did this. Actually, oh. if he hasn't watched any other episodes, uh, we should suggest that he do an experiment. Watch episode one. 10, 11, and 12, and tell me if you think anything's missing. Just skip <laughs> 2 through 9 completely. I think I think he would, but... That's a busy guy, too. Maybe he'll take it as a, a good excuse to, like, save some time. A challenge. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, I think that's all I have on Lucifer 112. I, I, I'm interested to see where Amina Deal and, and Lucifer are going. Um, I'd be okay if Amina Deal had... I mean, Amina Deal says he's already Lord of Hell, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Let's do that. Yeah. See where this goes. I mean, unfortunately, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Like, a mini deal is going to be, you know, given the task of taking over hell, and then we'll get, like, another, you know, three-fourths of a season with, like, Lucifer with the Britneys solving <laughs> crimes. And then, like, they'll get to the end of season two, and it'll be like, Amina Deal is sick of doing this again, and well, we have to do this, and by the way, this guy might be sleep, but shh, we're not going to say for sure. No, no, no. What what they have to do, and this is easy, we end it where I'm saying we should end it. Amina Deal takes over hell for, for, um, for Lucifer, and turns out that was part of the divine plan the whole time. Boy, somehow. Whatever. Don't even care. As long as they switch roles and, and Amina Del takes over hell properly, you can accomplish what I need you to accomplish. Because then season two can be, Amina Del's really bad at, at running hell. And then you end up with kind of a, a little bit of a Reaper uh, premise happening, where like people are escaping, like the endless get out, stuff like that. So you end up with you Lucifer trying to actually like corral all these people and get them back. So the end of season two, they switch back because Lucifer realizes that no one can actually do the job correctly. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you get to see all these like nice, fun people that can show up. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Amina Deal's been doing this purportedly for five years already. They've been yeah. doing a pretty good job of it. My question is, who's been running hell since Amina Deal or Amina Deal left and uh, has been sleeping with maids? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be okay with you know Demon of the Week. No, it'd be better than instead of like biped of the week. Normal, yeah. Yeah, no more normal crimes. Like, yeah. like Chloe accepts. Like, yeah, that should be season two. Chloe accepts that Lucifer is Lucifer. If they just um, get to that but, in season one, I'll be happy. If somewhere during the next episode, here's here's what would be fun with a Mina deal on Earth. Someone winds up 
you know, uh, instead of being sent to hell for his sins, winds up be, like finagling himself into being the Lord of Hell, and it's Malcolm. <laughs> if anyone could he do it. He starts letting people loose. If anyone could do it. No, I mean, uh, uh, by the way, the cliffhanger for this episode isn't bad. I mean, I don't know what we're doing here, but he's in he's in real danger. I mean, she's near him, so he actually can be shot, and now he has to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping mm-hmm. that they get him to jail, and then she walks out of the precinct for half a second, and he just busts through the damn wall. <laughs> like, something nice and big like that, you know? Yeah. I'm afraid they're just going to do a cat and mouse where, like, if she's the one who catches him, he will die. Somebody else has to catch mm-hmm. him or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess next week is the uh, the season finale. Yeah, so we're part of the reason we might be actually enjoying the show this week is um, we've been asking the show to do more and to get on with it. Well, they've got, you know, this episode and the last one, so time to get on with it. Right. We'll probably have this exact problem next year. Yeah. We'll just be like, come on, get on with it. The, the first episode was okay, and then uh, it was all bad. And then it just got strange uh, for forever, and then it was finally good. What do you mean it was renewed for seasons three and four? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it hasn't even been on for two weeks. Right. Anyway, I think I'm done. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Go. Thank you guys for listening to DC On Screen. You can find every episode on DCOnScreen.com. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever pods are caught. We're also on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter under DC On Screen as well. So keep that in mind. We are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Check out the other awesome shows on the network, including our sister show, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, hosted by our buddies Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall. Our next episode, we'll be reviewing The Flash 218 versus Zoom. Until then, keep some DC on your screen.